Ask anyone who has ties to the South about the region's history and its legacy, especially someone with family connections that go back to the Civil War era or earlier, and you could easily get answers that reveal a jumble of emotions, sympathies, and viewpoints. Black or white, it is often hard for Southerners to square their love for its people and the place itself with its slaveholding past and with its track record of exploiting labor and suppressing civil rights. Guilt and trauma, two sides of the same historical coin, are brought back out into the open, and like a bad penny, most would rather put it back out of sight. Even though much has changed for the better in the South, this legacy remains, and despite it being so often swept under the rug, it lives on, perhaps especially so in rural small-town locales like Hickman, Kentucky, where S.G. Goodman grew up. There, like so many other places in the South, the ghosts of the past are just beneath the surface, ghosts which compel people who call the area home to either confront those realities or minimize or ignore them. Those who take these issues head-on are few, but count S.G. Goodman among them. And she does so not from afar, but as someone who calls the sparsely populated countryside home. Many of those who dare take on this tangle of issues wind up leaving small places like Callaway County, where S.G. now calls home, in favor of cities with more people of like mind. But S.G. Goodman's deep-rooted connection with her home place helps her go against the grain there as well, as she prefers to stay in rural Kentucky where, as she said, she can see change by living it out in front of people there. Musically, S.G. Goodman is turning the Americana world on its ear with a voice that can range from arresting punk stridency to the velvety brokenness of a soft quaver. Her songs span from blistering roots rock to acoustic ballads, and she brings us one of the best albums of the year with her second collection titled Teeth Marks, which includes the song you're hearing now, Work Until I Die. We spoke after her live in-studio performance on Public Radio WNCW on September 20th, 2022. And our conversation touches on her love of her Kentucky homeland, where she does not shy away from the manual labor that she first knew growing up on her family farm. She also takes note of the region's tragedies, which, at times, have served as a catalyst to pave the way for the greater good. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick. All that and more on this episode of Southern Songs and Stories on S.G. Goodman. Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. 
Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW, at WNCW.org. I want to talk about Kentucky, and you more or less call Murray or Callaway County your home now yeah. as much as you can be there, which exactly. is not mm-hmm. a whole, whole lot. Um, I want to talk about where you're from, western Kentucky in particular, places like Hickman in uh, Fulton County, mm-hmm. and, which is an even smaller place than Callaway County. Yeah, I was raised there. My, my, my family are farmers, and... Um, we uh, were still around in those parts, and so I grew up in the little town of Hickman in Fulton County, right on the Mississippi River. I was born right across the state line in Union City, Tennessee, and um, it's a beautiful place. It's, you know, a lot of folks, when they hear Kentucky, you know, they think of uh, Appalachia, and I, it's more, um, you know, my dad's a Delta farmer. It's Mississippi Delta right there, so... Lots of flat land. I mean, we definitely have some hills, but, you know, it's Delta dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the culture is going to be a lot different. You're in the westernmost corner as it uh, borders with Tennessee and right up against the Mississippi River. Yep, exactly. And, um, I mean, culturally, I'm not sure. I, I guess we'd have to get into specifics, but, you know, it's um, it's a little southern town, that's for sure. You are very attached to, you know, you have deep roots in that region. You've you've Mm -hmm. talked about that a number of times. Um, What is it about Kentucky and your roots that that keeps you grounded there? You know, um, my dad used to say, you know, we have have farmland and stuff, and he's told me before, this little patch of ground is just holding the world together. That's all it's doing. And I think that, you know, if you think about it in more of a, uh, I guess, um, flowery way or a little deeper, um, I think when you're connected to the land and that kind of capacity, you know, my family, we didn't vacation or anything like that. Whenever we were off school, that was work time. And um, so I, I became very acquainted with with the land and my surroundings and and maybe a more intense way than most people have the privilege of doing and i've you know grew up doing a lot of manual labor i still do it when i go home i feel like it's very therapeutic for me and maybe because i was always taking the opportunity to be creative during those times of um doing kind of manual labor jobs um that's just something that I haven't been able to replace and so I feel like having you know work around me that I can do outside a purpose with getting close to to the earth and, and my surroundings it seems like it goes hand in hand with uh, the creative process for me and I don't know I feel like it's just um I can't really separate myself from it too much. Now, I love traveling. I love going to different cities. And I might, you know, for a time live outside of Kentucky. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to limit myself in that way. Um, But Kentucky will always be home to me. And I've known it for a very long time. So many young artists that come from a rural area like where you come from 
they just want to get out. They want to never mm-hmm. come back. But that's that's not the case with you. Uh, how do you fit in with the culture where you're from? And do people know your music now? How do they do they have a view of you now that you're a, a well-established artist? Well, I'm sure it's not lost on a lot of folks. Um, but, you know, I put out my record in, in my debut album in July of 2020. So I got to support that album pretty much solely on the Internet. Um, that's a reality. I'd give a little piece of music business advice to folks. I wouldn't put out your debut in the middle of a pandemic. Just that's that one's for free, everybody. But, um, you know, pretty much since straight since August of 2021, I've been gone. So unfortunately, right now I'm coming to grips with the reality of life continuing while I'm gone. And um, I'm, I'm not really around enough to know how m- my neighbors view me. Now, I got a little old lady neighbor that I always ask when I'm leaving, when I'm coming. And I don't ever tell her because I think she's up to something nosy but um you know for the most part i'm just happy to see you know the my bed after a tour for a couple nights and um maybe get to sit outside with my dog a little bit but yeah so i'm not real sure how folks perceive it This is Space and Time by S.G. Goodman, performed live on Public Radio WNCW on September 20th, 2022. It led off her debut album, Old Time Feeling, that, as Goodman pointed out, had the misfortune of landing in the middle of a pandemic. Space and Time is a song that, on the surface, might sound like a straightforward love song. But once you dig into the lyrics, it reveals much more, with its poetic accounting of the divine operating on this side of eternity in everyone from family and friends, even to her enemies. Many people, after hearing S.G. Goodman's Southern accent, might be surprised to learn that she graduated with a degree in philosophy. Even in the 21st century, stereotypes die hard. And those stereotypes for centuries have painted Southerners with thick accents with the same broad brush of ignorance and backwardness. And while she has an obvious drawl and enjoys life on the farm, S.G. Goodman is anything but backwards. 
Her songs can contain explosive truths like Work Until I Die, which paints a stark picture of life filled with work but little reward. It conveys a kind of grim defiance, made even more noteworthy for its inclusion of a part of another song, Song of the South by R. McDill. That song, which was made famous by artists like Alabama, Bobby Bear, Earl Scruggs, and Tom T. Hall, provides what seems like ironic contrast to the rest of Work Until I Die, with an uplifting sing-along. As the Southerners it portrays are saved from economic ruin by the TVA and can enjoy sweet potato pie. I asked S.G. Goodman about the apparent contrast of those two themes. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the version I'm most um, familiar with is the Alabama version, and it's real nostalgic, right? And as a Southerner, I think we're always wrestling with nostalgia and reality and oftentimes very ugly realities. And I thought, you know, I, that's a that's the only track off the album that's a co-write. And a buddy of mine, Matt Rowan, is um, credited for writing most of that song. It was his brainchild. And I loved it. I heard it performed years and years ago in a bar with him and my current drummer, Steven, and a couple other friends. And uh, it's on my record because I'm a fan of it. And Matt let me... I heard the ending of that song in his version and I wanted to I felt like I wanted to finish the story and something that I was feeling from that song and you know the other part of the ending is a a prayer my brother used to say at the table but I you know exchanged uh, Jesus with the company there at the ending Um, so it was purposeful and because I think all the time you know, it's, you know, Southerners, people outside of the South have to face the reality of the exploitation here and some of the ugly truths of, of, of workers' rights and how forever people in the South have been exploited for labor and, you know, obviously in some more, like, horrendous ways than others. Um, but in... Currently, you know, I live in a a state that's a right-to-work state. We see people being taken advantage of all the time with their bodies and minds. And at the end of the day, um, whatever you give your time to, and it's typically most of your time is given to a job, it's costing you more than probably what you're getting. And so I was really happy that Matt agreed to let that be on the record. Mm -hmm. You know, Kentucky was officially neutral during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is definitely still a southern state mm-hmm. in, in so many regards that go back to those attitudes and yeah, well, that I mindset. Mean, you know, there's large portions of it that unfortunately were not neutral. You know, technically yes and technically no. But so. on the ground, maybe not so much. No, uh, no, that's that's a reality there for sure. I mean, it's uh, nothing to brag about for sure. While I said that Kentucky was neutral in the Civil War, that is only partly true. It was neutral for the first months of the war before it came in on the side of the Union in September 1861, but it remained one of the few Union states that kept slavery until it was abolished with the passage of the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Another song at the heart of her record, Teeth Marks, is If You Were Someone I Loved, which, like Work Until I Die, 
takes an unflinching look at a hard reality, focusing here on the opioid crisis. Here is a bit of If You Were Someone I Loved, played live on WNCW by S.G. Goodman, with Mark Sloan on bass, Mikey Ruth on guitar, and Stephen Montgomery on drums. wanted to ask you as well about if you were someone I loved and the lyrics there and the aesthetic of it uh, it's like it's lifted out of, of southern gothic novel just to 
to go back over some of the lyrics, stop the blood, needle in the baby's arm, man in a long white coat, um, mama killed deer, covers you up, dirt covers you. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, just, it's a sort of a visceral feeling throughout. Mm. And it's unusual because it's an old song and a new song, and you recorded it sort of during the process of making this record. Yeah, um, I, you know, for years and years kind of had the melody and, and the feeling and some of the music to what people hear, like the rock uh, side of that song. And I never was satisfied. I knew that the lyrics were going to be as heavy as the way the music made me feel. And of course, you know, I've lost people to the opioid crisis. Um, I think the reality of that song, the question that kind of was the driving force behind it, extends far beyond just the opioid crisis, but more focuses on why is it that humans have to have a firsthand experience with, with tragedy to make it real for themselves. And we see that all over the place. We see that in how our policies are constructed we see that in how uh, medical facilities were started. Maybe a affluent family had a child with a rare illness, so they decided to give a lot of money to research. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, a major medical school that's still doing research today. Th- this is the reality and truth about some of the histories of why certain laws were put in place and why certain, you know, arguably really good things have come to be. But in order for that to happen somebody had to have a first-hand experience with tragedy to make it real enough for them to say, I'm going to do something. But if you think about that, I don't feel like we should have to have first-hand experience with tragedy in order for us to, you know, decide that this shouldn't be happening. We should be able to look and identify with pain in general in others to know, you know what, you're in pain that's not okay with me but that's not the truth is it so that's why i wrote it from the eye perspective because i wanted anybody who was singing along to that song to have to admit to someone that if they love them they'd treat them differently Leaving you with All My Love Is Coming Back To Me by S.G. Goodman from her second album, Teeth Marks. Big thanks to S.G. for speaking with me after she had just completed her live on-air session at WNCW and to Jay Steele for helping put it together. Southern Songs and Stories is a part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media with all the Osiris shows available at OsirisPod.com. You can also hear new episodes of this podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio, at bluegrassplanetradio.com. We're glad you have listened all the way through this episode and would be even more so were you to share this with someone. It is super easy to follow us on your podcast platform of choice, and then it will only take a minute to give it a good rating and where it is an option, a review. 
Great ratings and reviews especially will make Southern songs and stories and the artists it profiles more likely to be found by more people just like you. Thanks to Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on Public Radio WNCW. Our theme songs are by Joshua Ming. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.